BSB OT. Supposed to be a, having a guest. Don't have a guest. So, uh, no guest. what will we talk about, you ask, on April 29th, 2020 at 7.04 p.m.? You with you here and me there as Sunday a uh, Wednesday night schmooze, Steve Summers. What I would do to get Steve Summers on this podcast a lot, um, but I guess the only real thing I've noticed that's happened since we last spoke a mere six hours ago, Gregory, as we interviewed our next week's guest, um, is I, I'm assuming you saw the uh, new proposed playoffs. Um, which would have the top six teams in each division. The Rangers happen to be seventh place in that scenario. I did see that. So, that being said, my first gut reaction was, mm, I'm angry. The Rangers should make the playoffs. My second, and what I believe to be my final thought about this, is I think that's the best case scenario for the Rangers if it guarantees them a top seven pick. If it guarantees them a top seven pick. Here's the thing. We can't really say that the Rangers deserve to be in the playoffs. They're seventh in their division. Mm -hmm. They played two more games than the Islanders. They have fewer points than the Islanders. What exactly do the Rangers deserve here? Like when the season, when the season stopped, they weren't in the playoff picture and they had played as many or more games than everyone in the playoff picture. That's correct. So it's not like the Rangers are getting, they're not, they're not getting the short end of any stick here. The Rangers wanted to be in the playoffs. They had to play better when they were playing. They weren't playing well. Yeah, they lost to the Avalanche, or rather, in overtime, um, the last game of the season. You happened to be there, and they got they got smacked. They got smacked by the Flyers twice. Smacked. They got smacked by the Devils. So, like, all you had to do was get two points from one of those three games, and the Rangers didn't. Yeah. So I, I, the Rangers don't deserve to be in the playoff picture. No, no, no. I, I didn't not, do enough. I'm to not put making a case to say that they need to be there. I would be sad. Because if the playoffs were happening and it wasn't the Rangers, I'd be like, well, this fucking sucks. Sports finally started again, and every, almost every team in the NHL that's worth a shit is in the, is in the NHL playoffs except the Rangers. But you're right. We had conversations when they lost to the Devils on that Saturday night game, the, uh, the infamous Ricky Diffendale game, where they announced uh, the, our, our now friend Ricky Diffendale uh, as MSG fan officer, and all of a sudden they, they lost. And that was another game that you, you – that you, you talk about and say, oh, well, that was a game the Rangers had to win if they wanted to make the playoffs. I would still be pissed off. I would still be like, well, I wish my team was playing. But if if the trade-off for that is, well, you at least get a top seven pick, well, we're cooking then. I mean, like we said, this draft is incredibly deep. Um, I, I read one quote the other day that uh, usually – uh, the draft has a, some sort of top five, and that's like the tier, and then a fall off. I mean, some of the last drafts have had a top two. Let's be honest, but this is uh, this draft is a top ten, and I don't know if that was just a quote to get me excited, but it certainly felt like, well, if the Rangers can get a top ten pick in this, well, that sets us up mighty nicely for the next couple of years, does it not? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's fine. Yep. I would prefer just I. I I said it on Twitter. I'll say it again here. Mm-hmm. It's just it's hard for me to take any of these timelines seriously because they don't mean anything. No, they mean nothing. Like, that's nice that that that's nice that that plan exists. It's interesting. Sure, I guess people can talk about it. I just don't see the real purpose in it. It's just rehashing the same, rehashing the same conversation we've had seven hundred times. Tell me when we have testing, then give me your plan. Like today, the NHL comes out and says, "Oh, we're nearing when we can enter phase two, which is opening up of practice facilities again." Well, first of all. You can't really. I don't care what you say. Second, you didn't give us a date. You just said mid to late May. That doesn't mean anything. Third, you still haven't figured out 
exactly how you're bringing back these international players that aren't in the United States that haven't been following the same coronavirus guidelines that we've been following here. You also haven't decided if some of these players even want to come back here. I don't know if you're, if you're Mika Zibanejad and you're safe and healthy in Sweden, what exactly motivates you to come back to New York right now? No, not so much. It's, it's, it's money. Yeah, I guess. It's all these, even then. Yeah. Even, like it's, I, I don't know. I, I can't get excited about any playoff scenario. If it includes the Rangers or not, if they're, I'd rather have the Rangers get a draft pick because the Rangers it, it, say the Rangers made this as a six. They'd be playing the three, which I think is Columbus right now. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember who who necessarily is third in the Metro. Rangers will get smacked, and these these playoffs are going to be so ugly just from a gameplay standpoint because we don't know how much game or practice time these teams are going to get before they start up. This entire season has an asterisk. If the NHL, if money wasn't an option, the NHL would have just said. All right, fuck it. We'll start again in 2020, 2021. It, it's it's going to be a mess. So, like, sure, I'd be happy to have sports back. Sure, it'd be fun to root for the Rangers the again. But... Uh, it would be the Penguins. <laughs> yeah, good luck. The, the Rangers aren't beating the Penguins. Okay. So, oh, yeah. no, we'll get a top seven pick instead. I'd rather have the pick. If I had to choose between the two, give me the pick. No one's going to – everyone's going to be happy it's back. And then very quickly we're going to realize how much of a mess this entire thing is. So it's, I don't know. I don't see, just, just tell me when we're going to have testing. Then we'll talk about all these scenarios when we'll have testing. I feel like Until we, should... we have testing. <laughs> Do you think we should change the name of our podcast to tell me when what, we're going to tell me when we're gonna have until testing? We have... No, just until we have testing. <laughs> until we have testing. Shirt... Until we have testing presented by Blue Shirts Breakaway. That's it. Yeah, because that's the thing, dude. What happens? What happens when predictably Georgia and Florida explode again with the bug? And all of a sudden, they have to shut down again. If a state has to shut down again, this is over. We're done. We're not even talking about this anymore. And it's probably going to happen. Georgia opened too soon. Florida never really closed. Florida These never closed. <laughs> These places are fucked. It's, it's just, they're, they're, they're utterly fucked. I just saw the, NBA, the NBA is considering using Disney World as their, uh, their playoff area because it's privately owned and it has plenty of basketball courts set for live TV. But my counterpoint to that was, it's in Florida. Does anyone realize yeah, that? Honestly, the only place that could theoretically host anything right now is Las Vegas, because it's absolutely shut down. And they have so many hotels there that if you were a professional sports league and you cut a deal with Vegas that let you use all of these hotels, which have been deep cleaned and quarantined for the last couple of months or weeks... That's really the only place you can do it, but there's not enough ice to have all the hockey teams there. There's probably enough bat- – they could probably make makeshift basketball courts to make it viable for the NBA. There aren't enough baseball play- uh, stadiums, so baseball can't go there. But, yeah, you Florida Florida is always the option because Florida is never going to close. Like, people are just going to keep dying, and it won't fucking matter. They don't care. Florida they're not always even re- open. They're not even honestly reporting the numbers of deaths. They're suppressing numbers. So it's of course Florida is going to stay open because they don't get they don't give a shit. That doesn't mean it's good. Doesn't mean it's right. Right. So I don't know. It's it's all dumb. I I just I yeah I saw I saw it. My initial reaction to it was cool, man. Top seven draft pick. And then my secondary reaction was how many times have we heard these kind of things where we've been told one thing and it, not only does it not happen, it's just not viable. It's not feasible. New York City is not going to open up for months. Months. 
That's not it's, a surprise. It's, there's no chance. I mean, it so, was like week one where they were like, yeah, MSG probably not going to be open until, I don't know, December. So. Yeah, but it's, it's not just that. It's just like Westchester County heavily impacted because it's in it's right next door to New York City. And Westchester County is where the New York Rangers and New York Knicks have their practice facilities. It's great that these practice facilities are opening. Just because the NHL says you can go practice doesn't mean you can go practice. Until Andrew Cuomo says the New York Rangers can go practice, they can't practice in New York. And if you're the Rangers, where the fuck are you practicing? No, there not. aren't that many rinks in Florida that can sustain hockey teams. There's two. There's two rinks. Three, technically. It's, 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 it's just not happening. So everyone will talk about it for a day. We'll, we'll be like, oh, the Rangers got fucked. Oh, the Anaheim Ducks, who have a... I think um, Greg Wachinski said the Ducks have won... 47% of their points this season and they'd be in the playoffs. It's great. All that means is the Pacific division fucking blows. It's another reason why these, Sucks. when hockey does sports does come back, we need to get rid of fucking divisions. Just give us conferences again. The only sport where divisions make any sense is baseball. That's the only one that makes sense to me. Everything else, they should just, it should be just one through 16 with conferences. It just makes sense in basketball and football to do it that way. I know there's – well, divisions, it makes sense in football a little bit, right? Like just a tad, like AFC I, East. I, they do because I guess you need some teams you have to play twice, right? Yeah. Like, And that sets who you're going to play twice. It makes sense for the schedule. But in basketball, right. there is no need, no need for divisions at all. No, and with hockey, it's what's the difference? I think the Rangers play in-division teams four times yep. and out-of-division teams twice. Yeah, like that's not a significant difference. You could just keep that it that way. Anything. Yeah, you just make it east and west. It's the same thing. That's it. That's all you have to do. But it, like, so I'm not upset that the Ducks would get in because all it means is the Ducks are going to get trounced. And so we'll we'll spoil a little bit here. Where we t next week we we've already had our interview with our our big boss, our editor in chief of the Athletic, Craig Custance, will be on the pod next week. And he brought up the point where if the Ducks come back, even if they're in a playoff picture and they don't think they have a chance to compete, you think they're going to risk John Gibson's health at a chance of winning a five-game series against the Golden Knights? Are you nuts? Like, the, the style of hockey we're going to see, the lineups that we're going to see, they're going to be bastardized. Like, if the Coyotes are in the playoffs, you think Taylor Hall wants to fucking play hockey right now? That dude has to worry about a paycheck. A paycheck the Coyotes aren't paying them after this season. So it's, I don't know. The, if the league was, if money wasn't a factor, Ryan, the season would be done. But we live in a world where money's a factor. It's that simple. Absolutely. Uh, it's, the league is, and the NHL needs the money more than the NBA and the other leagues. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see how this affects even smaller leagues like the MLS, if they ever recover from this situation. I wonder... Yeah, that's that's the thing, though. We've talked about this before. Like, the NHL will be fine. Just because mm -hmm. the NHL is losing a little bit of money this year doesn't mean that it's not a league owned by billionaires that in a normal year will take in billions of dollars. Like, the, the big four don't have anything to worry about at all. The MLS, I don't think, has anything to worry about because there's a lot of foreign money invested into that league that seems to be not impacted. The, the leagues you got to worry about, like... We might see American Hockey League teams straight up fold, right? Well, we, we're going to see a teams. lot of minor league baseball teams go away. Well, so the league was talking about contracting about 40 teams anyway. 
they might not have a choice anymore. I think I think minor league baseball is in for a big remodeling, and I think it's long overdue because there's just so many leagues that they don't need. Um, and I think they'll do a better job of reshaping and reimaging what minor league baseball will do. But the AHL, the ECHL might not even come back. You think about that. Uh, it's it's the minor leagues that are going to really, really struggle. And you got to think about, you know, junior hockey too. Like the WHL, the QMJHL, the OHL, these leagues aren't impervious to this. They're not. They, they, it hurts. It hurts them too. And it and so it's, it it sounds like you know it's like oh it's the kids they're playing for free. Those leagues require a lot of money to stay open. They're like a lot yeah. of cash. So yeah, and honestly, there's a couple reasons why the NCAA is going to give their athletes rights to likeness deals. A large part of it is because I think high school basketball players have wised up and said, oh. Oh fuck you! I'll just go to the G League. Literally, one there. just did it. The number, the proposed number one overall pick, supposedly. Uh, there, I think three of the top ten have said fuck, fuck the NCAA, and Good. they're going to the G League. Good. Yeah. So it's like the Some colleges, maybe, maybe big college football programs won't be impacted, but shit, dude, colleges are going to tighten the athletic department belts, especially considering all the uh, Title IX regulations that you need as well, because if. You got to cut somewhere. So, like, college hockey might get fucked. Oh, I not think the, college not hockey is not in a not great... The Boston, yeah, the Boston team like, will stay around, but, like, oh, there will be a lot of programs that just won't exist anymore. I think the big teams, yeah. the, the prestigious teams, will stick around. Like, you don't, you don't have to worry about Alabama football. Like, it's not going anywhere. But there are teams out west or even smaller conference teams. That, like, what, what happens to the MAC? Our MAC. <laughs> yeah. The, the That's the thing. Like... Marist will probably keep Marist's football program is non-scholarship. Like if Marist really wanted it, Marist is going to be put in a situation where they're going to have to save a lot of money quickly. Mm-hmm. One of the easiest things to do is get rid of that football program. No more is that team going to fly out to San Diego to play that university in a football game where the school can't invest in the football team. No, no way. So it's, it, it's shit. It's shit like that. Like the big leagues will be fine. Again, I, I will not cry tears for billionaires not making as much money as they used to. Like, it's just not going to happen. The NHL is going to be fine. It, they all have money. And the thing is, if someone decides they no longer have money, there are other billionaires in this country that want in on this super exclusive club that only includes 32 teams when Seattle comes in. Like, I'm not worried about them. What it, I am worried about I really, I do. Are, can, I, can I cut you off I'm for just worried. one second? Yeah, tell me. It's something I, I do think about. And I know that you're right, and I know I'm wrong in this situation, which is I know your favorite situation for me to be in. But I I, I think the NHL could use less teams. Like, it, it, it would be better suited off if they had 28 teams instead of 32. Like from a talent standpoint? Yeah, from a talent standpoint, from um, a financial standpoint. from like the, There's just teams like that don't – like Arizona. Sorry, guys. It's in the fucking desert. Like, it, I'm not trying to – to trash Arizona fans. I'm sure they have good fans that end up going to the games, but a lot of those games are empty. There's probably better ways to to keep the talent. I mean, you're going to lose talent because you're not going to have the pipeline anymore that you used to have, and who knows what's going to happen to the European leagues. But, like, I just think if you downsize to 28 teams, you have a better product every single night. Same thing with going down to 70 games. Yeah, I... It, the, shortening the season 
is true. Like I, 82 is just a random number we all landed on one day. It's, too much. There, it, it's not like when hockey was invented, the inventors decided 82 was the ideal number to make this sport viable. Like it's just a made up number. I wish there were days just, that, that you played hockey, like in football. Everyone knows Sundays are for football, right? We all get that. But if we had like, you know, like Friday nights or like Saturday, Saturday nights and like Tuesday nights, like each week, every week that was like two hockey games, like I'd be so happy. That would just be awesome. Yeah, I, I don't need less teams. If you want to give me less games, it's great. I honestly, I don't know. I just like chaos. And the more teams there are, the more chaos there is. That's fair. Like I wish, I wish there was a way where there are enough hockey teams where we could do promotion and relegation. Promotion and relegation is my favorite thing in the entire world of sports. And I fucking love that it's the cornerstone of so- – like it makes soccer so fucking interesting to me because I, there's no such thing as tanking in soccer. You can't tank. Because if you tank, you lose millions upon millions of dollars because you're no longer in the top tier league. And it's if if you're in a bottom league and you want to make millions of dollars quickly, you just have to get good, and then you do. And that's such a fascinating, just bonkers system that it's, no other sport it's fascinating will ever adopt. I really no like. Sport I really adopt. like the idea. No owner would ever fucking go for it. Period. End no of, owner end, would go for it. End of story. But it does like promote like those six elite teams all the time like those the, like the liverpool the man U, right like those teams are always staying up because they're always like they have the most money it kind of like um, well not to get well, into like yes, class welfare but you know the one percent yeah, yes and no i mean there was a time not in the far distant past Leicester? where manchester city was a fucking train wreck right and there's and yeah you you do get the lesters that decide to bully their way in and all of a sudden ownership starts spending more money because Lester showed up. I mean, there is turnover in soccer. It, it does it take more to make that turnover happen? Yeah, but it does happen. Um, and it's, I don't know. I what I was saying is the things. I don't need less teams. If you want to give me less games, that's fine. I, Eighty-two seems like a fine number to me. I just want to ask these guys to take a three-month layoff and then try to crown a Stanley Cup champion. It just seems stupid. And uh, look, New York State has a lot of people that are going to work on what it takes to reopen the economy. However, they're also including Jeff James Dolan, Jeff Wilpon in those discussions. Oh, so I got to tell you, Ryan, God. I don't have a lot of faith in this state reopening anytime soon. Why, it doesn't exist for me. So what, what's weird about that for me is don't they have sort of a conflict of interest in opening the state? Like wouldn't James Dolan – isn't James Dolan losing – hand over fist, a lot of fucking cash because MSG is not open. So he would have to have a hand in like wanting to open it as much as possible. Same thing sure, with the Wilpons. Sure, but that, that goes for any business owner that ever exists. Fair. So you might as well, you might as well ask the business owners that have so much money that they're not in the unemployment line right now. Right. Because if James, well, why they does, asking Jeff Wilpon? <laughs> well, sorry. Yeah, exactly. He's in the fucking unemployment yeah, line. Sorry. The, the Mets aren't even, the Mets are – what are you sorry for? He's fucking cheap. He's cheap and poor. Sorry because I stole your point. Just, you know, I knew that was coming. He just sucks. He could have sold this team for two – you know what? Nobody deserves to lose money on an investment like a baseball team quite like the Wilpons. They could have had $2.6 billion a couple months ago, and they said, fuck it. We still want to run this team. And guess what? They ain't getting that kind of scratch now, Ryan. Yeah. It ain't fucking happening. Not right now. I hate when bad things happen to bad people. It really brings my mood down. But any, anyway, it's just 
I don't know. It's, it's tough because every business owner right now has a reason to open up. Every single one because everyone wants to start making money. Here's the thing. New Yorkers specifically aren't in a hurry to go back out in the marketplace. We've seen what, it do- what it's done. We understand its impact. And you know what? More importantly, none of us want to do this shit again. So, like, I feel like every New Yorker agrees. As sick and tired as we may be about being stuck in our homes right now, none of us want to be stuck in our homes after this. So whenever we reopen, it better be done in a in a way where we don't have to close back down again. Or if we're so going to close back down, we have a fucking plan. No, I, I honestly, I think we're going to be doing shit like this until we might be the last state that reopens because I don't think this state has any appetite for shutting down again. We're not really complaining about being shut down. I don't know a whole lot of people that are like if everyone is tired of being in their homes, but everyone understands that this is 110% necessary. Yeah. I don't have any and, open up the country fans, uh, friends. Yeah. Either. Yeah. But I guarantee you once, once this state does reopen, none of us want to go back to what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. I, go to a bar. I have I personally have no interest. <laughs> I, I got, I got none. I'm, I'm out of time. Yeah. I need to get out of my room for more than just grocery shopping. Same. Uh, but it's, I don't know, dude, it's tough. Like to go back to your original point. It's just like, I can't, envision a scenario where the new york mets are playing with or without fans a home game at city field this summer i don't understand how that would physically happen and if i can't see that for the mets i sure as hell can't see it for the rangers and it's just man like if i wanted to fly to europe right now i don't think i could you can't so how what do we why do we think all these guys that the nhl said to go home why do we think it's going to be smooth as silk bringing them back to the u.s my answer to that is okay. money i guess i don't know how but money they... money money to or from who great question like united airlines doesn't give a fuck about the new york rangers right yeah so like let me check flights to sweden right now flights to sweden and while i do that let's take a quick break hey have you guys heard about the black tux the black tux believes every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear a suit or a tuxedo for their big day Did you know the black tux was actually started by two guys who once had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could ever imagine? It turns out they weren't alone in this frustration. Just listen to these one-star reviews from a competitor tux shop that shall not be named. Go elsewhere. This place is terrible unless you like dressing like your grandpa for Halloween. We felt weird buying a suit from somebody so unhappy, so we were afraid of his bad vibes might have followed us to our wedding day, so we left. Um, If you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons, order your tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off code with code BLUESHIRTS. Or actually, it's Rangers. I do this every single time. Code Rangers. That's theblacktux.com with code Rangers for 10% off your purchase. The Black Tux formal wear for the movement. I did have a Black Tux one from one of my best friend's wedding where I was the best man. And I have to tell you, I was extremely satisfied. Use the code Rangers. Back to the show. What do you think comes up? Anything? I probably. Like, you could probably buy tickets for 2021. Yeah, you can buy, you can buy tickets. They are fucking pricey. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that's that's the other thing we talked about this with craig it's just like sweden didn't put a lockdown in place right they're kind of allowing herd immunity to be the rule of the land which is going to cost a lot of people their lives but it means they're going to get through this a lot sooner than many of us do yeah but if you're look if mika zibetajad sets foot in new york the first thing he has to do is quarantine for two weeks that's the very first thing anyone that flies to new york has to do especially from sweden so i found a trip by the way i can leave philadelphia on may 15th 
and take a nice casual 60 hour 35 minute flight to get to sweden what, what are you flying through canada uh like seven different stops like okay you go to o'hare go to chicago and then from chicago you go to frankfurt and then from frankfurt you go to uh sweden okay cool yeah it's not, it's, it's not it, happening it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't it's it's not that i don't want it to happen it doesn't make sense right this isn't me trying to rain on people's parades being like oh man you're such a downer why don't you look at this scenario from a glass glass half full because they're there's not even a glass right now. Like, testing is the glass. When you give me a glass, I will then decide if I want to be half full or half empty. But we don't have a glass yet. So what the fuck are we doing? Like, <laughs> Bush's Breakaway brought you by. Yeah, just if the NHL gave a shit about having a season again, they'd be, they'd be just pouring money into a way to get more tests. Even if they wanted to be greedy fucks, Ryan. Even if they wanted to just secure enough tests to get the entire league tested three times over. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. But it's just like like the story, a story today. One of the most highly paid, most famous soccer players playing in Serie A in Italy. He's tested positive four times in what? the last six weeks. Wait, four times? Four times. Mm. The, team keeps, <laughs> the team keeps sending doctors and tests to this guy. And he's tested positive four times. I feel like that's something us... I don't know if it's it's just an American thing or it's like it's like we understand that if it's like the it, this is an instance where it's like the flu, right? Because it's it's not if you get coronavirus once you'll never get it again. It ain't the fucking chicken pox. Like you can get it again. You could keep getting it. It's very possible. It's like until we get fucking tests, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like what do we do? 4.4% of New Yorkers have been tested. That is an insanely low number. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It is. It imagine, is low. Imagine if the NHL decided, you know what, we're only going to test 4.4% of the league. So, like, literally two Rangers get tested, and that's the amount of that's – the, that's what we can afford as a country. We can test two Rangers a day. Is that, is that soccer player, like, the most tested person in Corona history? Because I feel yeah. like six has to be the record. He's No, he's been – well, he's been only – He's been tested four times over six weeks. Okay, sorry. That still might be the time. record. Yeah, he's got, it's the kind of straight A's you don't want to get. Jesus. It's not. Yeah, because the the Italian league was thinking about opening for practices again May 4th. And his team, Juventus, was like, bro, our star player literally can't stop testing positive. You want to open the league Wait, without is him? Wait, is that the Brazilian guy? No, I think it's Dybala. I okay. think he's... Swiss? Okay. I just know I only know oh, who plays for Juventus that's famous other than him. Is it uh, Ronaldo? Uh, no, it's not. I mean Ronaldinho used to play for them, but mm. now he's in jail. Mm, jail. It's in like Argentinian jail. Classic. Um He actually won fun fact, he won his prisons uh his soccer team won his prisons soccer tournament. That there is something a little bit funny about that, isn't there? <laughs> it's like kinda sick, like do you think there was like gang members in there? They're like, okay, how do we get him on our team? Because this is the street cred we need. I, I, Ryan, do I think that? Okay. Do I think that <laughs> top college football coaches pay their players? Yes. Are you going to ask another obvious question? Bro, the Alabama stuff that's going to come out in 20 years is going to be unbelievable. They're paying here's everyone the like $100,000 and everything. But here's, here's the thing. Like, at this point, who the fuck's surprised? Nobody. Like, 
we all make the joke because we all know it's happening. Like, it's not even a joke. So if someone comes down with a hammer being like, you know, Nick Saban paid his players, we'd be like, yeah, no fucking shit. Who cares? They deserve to be paid. Like, who, who, who gets penalized when the players get paid? The players. You know how little sense that makes? Very yeah, little. The They're the worst. Uh, last, last topic that I want to go over before we get out of here. We talked about regulation earlier. The three teams that would get regulated right now are Detroit, Ottawa, and San Jose. San Jose? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? By the way, that gives Ottawa two top three picks. Oh. But that, that's the fun – dude, that's the funny thing. Like, promotion – with, like, the draft and shit, you can't do it. But imagine if all of a sudden Eric Carlson decides, hey, man, I'm not going down with this team. You have to trade me. In my contract, it stipulates that I don't play for teams that get relegated. So you're required to move my ass. Like, it's, it's – promotion relegation just adds those wrinkles. It's fascinating. Like that's that's the best in English football. When a team gets promoted, their team usually gets raided, and their star players leave. So you you're forced to start over. That's why most teams don't yo-yo in uh, English soccer. When you go down, that's like a four-year sentence. It's very rare for a team to immediately come back up. That's so it's, brutal. It's dude. It's fascinating. I love it. It's it. The two things I wish there are three obvious. There are three things I wish pro sports league, specifically the NHL, could adopt from English soccer. The first is the point system. I still have no idea why we don't do 3-1-0. Yep. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Do three points for a win, one point for a tie, no points for a loss, and have overtime be 10 minutes of five on five. If you don't have a winner, the game ends at a tie. I don't care. No more loser points. Loser points are stupid. Easy enough. The second, the second is something you and I have talked about many times before, which is I wish we had a scenario where – Bad teams could loan out their star players. The loan system so, is incredible. I will, I'm dying for the loan system. And I think it works better in, in a sport like hockey than it does a sport like baseball. Just because, again, if you loan out a pitcher, like, how does that work? Do you have, like, do you get to enforce an innings limit? Like, you can't loan pitchers as easily because a team could look at a loan pitcher and be like, I'm going to use that Nine guy. Innings. Yeah, exactly. So, but, the, and then the other one is promotion relegation, which will never happen because you need at least. Think about it. You need at least 40, 50 viable teams, probably like 25 teams. We're going to be, we're going to be lucky to have uh, 30, 28 viable teams in the NHL. Yeah. And it's, it's tough too, because with the minor league system that North American sports have set up, like if, if the Mets got relegated and the Syracuse Mets got promoted, well then couldn't the Mets just throw all their players? Like if the Rangers get demoted, but the Hartford Wolfpack come up, well, do the Rangers just put all of their players on the Wolfpack? And do the Wolfpack just put all of their players on the Rangers? Like, the affiliate, the, the affiliation right. agreement make it impossible. Agreed. But that's extreme. The point system is one that's obvious and should happen. The player loan system is one where I understand the arguments for why it doesn't happen. It just seems like a whole lot of fun for it to happen. And I understand the promotion relegation would never happen, but boy, is it interesting. That's a good one. Gregory, this has been BSBOT. We will talk to you next week where we have an amazing guest. Our boss, Craig Cousins, has an awesome interview. So we'll be back then. Uh, Tune in next Tuesday morning. We'll see you guys then. Bye-bye.